This podcast has been authorised by the Australian Tax Office Canberra. Episode of the Tax Deductible Gamer. My name is Dan Dennis, the guy who loves to play video games and hates giving the government money. Um, this week, I am joined by the very lovely Jamison Gilders. Hello, Jamison. Hello, Dan. Oh, it is so lovely to have you in my beautiful abode. You've complimented it already, which is good. It's incredibly tidy. You know, and it's strange. You, you don't get that a lot for an all-male household, but... Um, no, when you say that, it makes sense. Damn it. Ah, no, yeah, it's all functional furniture. There's no throw pillows. No. No. Anyway, so damn it. immediately drag you. <laughs> yeah, cool. Like, no, oh, welcome to my lovely home. I'm like, mm, you haven't got enough stuff, really, yeah. have you? Yeah, so the game we're playing is My Self-Confidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you can laugh into mics so people know just how fun I am. You don't have to I, pull away for that. I, look... I'm just deeply scared. Oh, it's well, a resonant. Don't say that. Don't say it's, that. It's a resonant space, Dan. She's here, she is here under her own will. Nobody forced her to come. She's not that scared. Anyway, good to have an abduction reference in the opening minutes of a podcast I've just started that I'm hoping the government will listen to. Um, sweet. Uh, so, Jamison, you, yeah. love, you love video games. <gasps> or you enjoy vi- You play video games. I play some video games. I the first thing I played, I was a, I was a late bloomer as yep. far as gaming goes. My first console was a, a DS Lite when I was like twelve or thirteen. Uh, was this around the government stimulus years? Um, oh no, my oh, as my in like the global financial stimulus. I didn't want to be like y- <laughs> accidentally like, out. You don't worry. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, but also my parents are divorced and my dad just wanted to one-up my mum, so I got a DS for Christmas. That's all that happened. Okay, well, your dad didn't one-up one up your mum. Santa got it for you. Uh, was it under the tree, or did it come from your dad? Oh, no, it was explicitly from my dad. Oh, okay, cool. Like, they okay, are... Santa was not involved. No, Santa was not involved. Okay. Also, I was 13, so, like... Uh, you can still believe in Santa, Jan. I know. As a jolly man with a beard, I, I want to believe is real. Uh, <laughs> Like they oh. say, you can't be what you can't see. Uh, so that's it. And every Christmas, I wear red, um, just to get the kids believing. So you got the DS Lite. What did you What did you play? Uh, Animal Crossing Wild World. Oh, nice. That was my shit. Uh, I was obsessed. So Animal Crossing, uh, a ton, ton, ton of Professor Layton. Like that entire series. What's Professor <gasps> Layton? Oh my god! Uh, the most delightful, beautiful uh, puzzle. Series. Oh, cool. Love a good puzzle. Of all time. Uh, so, Professor Layton in the Curious Village sort of changed what I... Changed what uh, I knew games to be and to look like. Because up to that point, it had just... My only interaction with video games had been, like, the boys in my grade 7 class playing COD. Oh, sick. Like you know, I, the cool way to be introduced to video games. Yeah, yeah, the super cool way. Like, I don't have older siblings. Yeah. Like, we, mum didn't let us watch TV before school. So, like, I didn't have any interaction with, like, media that I had control over until I was, you know, 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, I went through a phase of hating video games because I don't like media that judges me back. You can't watch a movie wrong. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't listen to an album wrong, and you can play a video game real wrong, and it tells you. Yeah. Um, And as an anxious kid, I was like, fuck this. Okay, yes. I had a very similar thing. It's only been in really in recent years that I've come to terms with I can just play a video game. And not only do I not have to finish it, I can also just be bad at a video game. I don't have to get good, son. It's... The most exhausting thing. My first interaction with um, first-person shooters, I was playing on my boyfriend at my high school boyfriend's PC that he had built. Um, Bioshock Infinite, love it to pieces. Yep. Uh, I gave myself motion motion sickness 
um, because the mouse sensitivity was too high. Oh. <laughs> You're gonna say you're on like a swivel chair and you just kept on spinning around. I was also on a swivel chair and I'm um I'm I'm quite flighty, like I I'm, I get scared quite easily. So whenever I would be confused about something that was going on, I would kind of like kind of like pull away from the screen and I'd fu- like the sensitivity fucked me and I like I threw up the first time I played a shooter and it put Ooh. me off everything for so long. I had a very similar experience on a friend's computer. It put me off shooters. Uh, this would have been like 2003, 2004. My neighbors had a good gaming computer. Ooh. But this was like a 2003, 2004. So it was like the equivalent of what would have been an iPhone 4 computer-wise. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so on it, he had a bunch of video games. Some that were friendly for all ages and some that were like the dad's game. But we also got to... And um, so one of the games was Unreal Tournament, which mm-hmm. was essentially, yeah, the first yep. the first showcase of the Unreal Engine. It was a yep. shooter. It was a lot of fun. It kind of, what Halo did for the Xbox, Unreal Tournament did for the online multiplayer. Yeah. I got a little bit scared. Um, so I, when it was my turn to play, I booted up a game called Santa's in Trouble. <laughs> You're I didn't realize this was going to be a recurring theme. Uh, <laughs> I like it. And, I really enjoy it. And it was a 3D platformer when where you played a Santa and you had to get back to the North Pole because the elves were being evil. Ooh. And you had to jump on stuff. Uh, I don't think you, you couldn't attack. So it was like, a, it was an E-rated game. So nice and simple. Th- there was a fun little soundtrack that was like Christmas themed. Um, That's so gentle. It was really nice. And then uh, everyone else was like, Dan, stop playing baby games and play a shooter. And I was just like... But Santa's in trouble and I need to help him, okay? I'm not going to capture the flag. Um, they've got a flag. We can get a different one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Rough. Yeah. So that was... So yeah, I was very similar. It took me forever to get used to hearing a gunshot and not just spinning out of control on the screen. Yeah. Being scared of it. Yeah. It's um. It's weird that I'm now used... That I've now normalized the sound of a gunshot yeah, that it doesn't scare yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. As I heard that come out of your mouth, I'm like, sir, sir. Like when you... But when you put it in those terms, like it's a reasonable thing to be confronted by. And the other thing that really put me off was that so many of the, sorry to like be such a woman about it, but (laughs) so many of the protagonists are just these like big beefy dudes. And I'm like, do you not, like, I understand that this isn't real. Yeah. I understand that this is like a piece of media that someone has constructed. Good that you clarified the media because I was going to say this right now is real. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- you are. This is real. This isn't like, don't don't incept yourself. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but no. Sorry, we, d- we don't have time to get into the difference between mediated and mediatized relationships with no. um, content, but that's okay. Oh, no, okay. we can because I think that will play a big part. Uh, I didn't actually introduce the topic at the top. Like, the big topic for today is going to be indie games. We will do news. Don't worry. I know everybody loves the news. Uh, and then we'll get to what is the equivalent of the sports section, which is the theme of the week. And I think it, indie games has played a big change in um, Hell yeah. non-male representation in video games, whether that is female, non-binary, or other presenting. Yeah, it's um, it's neat. Yeah. I like it a lot. But yeah. So, so yeah, so you had the DS Lite, you were playing puzzle <coughs> games. Um, um, yeah, yeah, and Professor Layton is um, just this absolutely delightful, like English characters, French music... Japanese studio. Oh, it's a real game of the world. That's beautiful. And it's a regular um, Expo 88. <laughs> Just a world <laughs> festival in a video game. The World Fair of Video Games. Yeah. Uh, E3, no, no. Mm. For anyone listening, that was a truck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Good, good. good. Yeah, but um, it was a nice time because it's like, oh, I can, I can explore things, I can solve little puzzles and then there are beautiful 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 cutscenes and lovely characters that i want to protect i'm like that's enough that's yep. enough for me i quite like that yeah you get to protect you get to solve some and i was actually speaking to someone about this recently and that's what i like um about legend of zelda breath of the wild mm. is that because of the runes and stuff have you played breath of the wild no nope. have you played any zelda games I don't want to admit to playing Spirit Tracks because oh, it was the on. worst yeah. one. It's okay. 
I've never played Spirit Track, so I don't know how different it is. But you know how like in stand in the stand Zelda games, there's yeah. like a temple, and inside yeah. the temple there's enemies, and then you find there's a mini boss, and then a big boss, and yeah. you beat the temple. But also within the temple, there's like some puzzles and stuff that yeah. you need to solve. What I liked about Breath of the Wild is that there's only four of those real temples. Well, yeah. five if you include Ganondorf, which I'm sure why not. Um, but there's a whole bunch of ruins around, which mm. give you these orbs that allow you to buy more hearts or more endurance. Yeah, and what I liked about it is that with those ruins, it, it didn't take skill. You didn't have to learn how to dodge or block. It was essentially you enter it mm. and everything you need to solve this is currently there. You just need to figure it out. And that's what mm. I liked about puzzle games. Mm. That's, I'll be honest, a uh, big appeal of the Lego games. Oh. oh my God. I talk, I love I love the Lego games. I was talking about it with Andy. And he's like, I never really played them. Like, man, they're really good. They're real fun. It's, yeah, it's just the... And then we talked like about Lego gentle- Indiana Jones. I, I'm a... Have you Le- played it? No, Lego Batman, uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Star Wars. Okay, so I played Lego Star Wars. Mm. I played a bit of one of the Lego Batman games. Mm. My big ones were Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, the mm. Harry Potter, and the first Marvel oh, Superheroes. Oh, no! Harry Potter? Hell yeah! Yeah, the Marvel Superheroes one as well, which is mm. just a much better Avengers game than what Square Enix put out last year. <laughs> it's, um... I, like, I like it because it's straightforward and low stakes. Yeah. And it's chill, it's calming, it's, you can have fun. It's cute and fun. And I think for for media that I am engaging with to like escape from you know, that's yeah. that's why that's why we do it, right? Yeah. It's a it's a form of escapism and I'm like, well, why would I go and be stressed? Precisely. Why, why would I go and be uh, like annoyed? Um and I understand that like the grinding part of you know, building skills and stuff. But I'm like, ah, ah. I don't have enough time left on this earth to grind. I'm not mm. 10 anymore. <laughs> I'm not 10 anymore, anymore. mom. I don't you can't bug. make me grind like that. Yeah, you know what? I probably am going to buy those skill packs off of UEA just because I don't have time to work my way up to Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it, I would have been one of the bad people who bought Battlefront 2 and bought my way up to the top level, you know? Yeah. And that's what that's a benefit of having a full-time job and all those stupid teens don't have any money. I just get to destroy them in an online multiplayer game. Prior to that, the Lego games. Oh, fuck the yeah, Lego games are so good. so much fun. So much fun. A lot of heart, a lot of soul. Mm. Can't wait for the Skywalker Saga game to come out. It was weird that they just did... Uh, Force Awakens and mm. then no other ones. So Force Awakens got its own game. Mm. And that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, Lego, puzzle, platformers, bit of shooters. Yeah, because I, I did go back to... I, I did go back to Bioshock Infinite and yep. um, on console and I had a much better time. Um, but I, Is I that because it wasn't at your high school boyfriend's place? or It's definitely part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I know I had a, a way better time playing it because, you know, the stuff that I find hard about shooters is, you know, like the, it's a, a lack of empathy and a, a drive yeah. to uh, like this senseless drive towards just like, just being violent is the goal of yes the game. And I, that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. But, Playing Infinite and having Elizabeth alongside you, like having a character there who is absolutely the heart of that game and someone who is like, oh, this is a person in this situation who is reacting much closer to how I would actually react. Yeah. And watching watching her come to terms with it, like her, I went to say arc, but let's be honest, arcs throughout that game, like watching her evolve and come into her own power, I'm like, oh, oh, that's like, it was a genuine little like aha moment where I'm like, oh, I'm enjoying this. It's like, is this a glorified escort mission? Yes. Is she the best? Absolutely. (laughs) Like she's the fucking soul of that game. And I love it a bit. I just think she's nice. Sorry, she's I just nice. no. I just zoned out. Genu- it was a real genuine moment. <laughs> I wish I was doing like I've got video cameras. I could have recorded everything and put it on YouTube, and everyone could have just seen how much you just like <laughs> melted into yourself. Then I um, just like it felt like you know, in like in a rom com when some when someone realizes the person they were always <laughs> meant to be with. 
<laughs> and they're at so, their best friend's wedding and they're like, it should have been, been me. me. Yeah, and they're like, and he's just, they're just, oh, and then, and then, oh my God, I'm in love with them. And then it, yep. it, it seemed like you were about to reveal that you were in love with Elizabeth then. Which she can be, but you know, it was it was I know a very she's nice. Not real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's like her face is based. That on doesn't it. stop the internet. My God, it does not. I am. Uh, when did that come out? 2012, 2013? Yeah, around then. Um, no, I can't out myself as this much of a dork. I have been. I am not a particularly good. I I couldn't sew in like 2012, 13. But it makes you feel better. I still can't. I've got the I, needles. I got the kit. I, haven't done it yet. I wanted to go to Supernova as Elizabeth so, so, so badly. Yeah. Like, I was a little con baby. I'm like, oh, I've, I've been as Ramona Flowers one time. This is fine. Ooh. Wasn't good. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. We don't have to fine. talk about it. We don't. But I'm at a point now with my dressmaking where I'm like, oh, I could make that complicated skirt. And I did it. And I'm like, oh, I'm so close. I'm so close to being able to, Yeah. Dress up as Elizabeth. I know, it's yeah. so stupid. It's not stupid. It's so dumb. No, it's not. I'm literally doing a podcast to get back at the ATO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I deduct all my um, spotlight receipts because my ABN is for specialized design services. So uh, yeah. technically, if I'm buying like my iPad or my any, any I'm at Bunnings, I'm at oh, good. Spotlight, whatever. I'm loving that you're also bringing on tax advice. Um, it's been quite strange. Oh, I, it's not ta- It's not advice. I am not giving financial advice yeah. to anyone. Yeah, you should clarify that. But um, <laughs> it, it has been a very strange... Uh, so the episode's been online for like... First episode's been online for a week, but I only promoted mm. it yesterday because I've been trying to get through to um, Apple mm. and their service was like, it's broken. <clears throat> and then I was like, hey, your thing's not working. They came back to me like, yeah, our thing's not working. And then they sent a follow-up email. How'd we do? I was like, well, you didn't help me at all. Badly. You didn't. Yeah. How'd we do? You did nothing. You did nothing. You did not help. And so um, a friend reached out and she's had some issues with the podcast as well, but she's mm. got some contact at Apple. So hopefully this will be on Apple soon. Uh, but at the moment, it's technically a Spotify exclusive. They just don't want to acknowledge it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it like out of, not out of shame, just out of like, oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. See how you go first. Yeah, we'll see if you get more than 15 downloads. Um, but no, it's... How did we get here? Tax <coughs> advice. Oh, yeah. That, the two responses have been... Um, Dan, there were so many other things in your life that you love more than video games. And I was like, yeah, but this one's the funniest. Um, and then the second one was, are you afraid of going to jail? Mm. And I, look, I'll be honest, when I started it, I hadn't considered that I could go to jail. So, just want to specify, I probably won't go to jail. I'll do whatever I can to claim video games on tax without being illegal. This isn't a money laundering scheme. So, if anyone's going, will Dan Dennis go to jail? It won't be for this. But it's a nice, um, that that could be a nice through line. You can get everyone, you can just, you can ask yourself, ask yourself every week. You're like, at this point, hey, Dan. Do you think you'll go to jail for this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be the new review system. Will That's I go it. to jail for purchasing That's this it. game? It's like every guest, Would everyone I? that you ever have on the podcast. It's yeah. like, hey, Dan, do you think you're going you to jail? jail. <laughs> <laughs> Is this game worth going to jail for? <laughs> That's I, incredible. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Games worth going to jail for. Yeah. Professor Layton in the Curious Village. Okay, it's definitely worth going to jail for. Oh so, my god! Okay, you're hearing that now, everyone. Buy it, put it on tax, go to jail. <clears throat> we'll have a, we'll have a. Everyone, bring your new 3DS for your Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah. Is it on the Switch? No, oh, no nothing. I on think it. there's a there's one of the new Layton games on Switch, and it's weird because they went from their like beautiful 2D cutscenes to um, like some freaky 3D animation for the 3DS, which was the worst thing ever invented, but. Okay, I yeah, I'm now just picturing you. I got lost when I went on a mental hooroo. Um, when lost you, in the source. Yeah, I got I got lost in the many pathways of conversation, and I started stuttering and repeating myself for two minutes. Um, of you freaking out, the visual image of you freaking out of something going from two D to three D, <laughs> and you just going from like a Disney movie to a Pixar movie and freaking out, going, "This is wrong. <laughs> this is an abomination." <laughs> In fairness, everything, every Disney movie that they've uh, remade in everything from my childhood that they've remade in like that weird 3D animation thing, I fucking hated. 
Really? Yes. I haven't seen it. Oh, no. Which Franklin? One have you seen 3D animated? I know it's not Disney, but have you seen the 3D animated version of Franklin? Do you mean Franklin the Turtle? Yeah. No, I did Bruh. see that. You don't? You do want to see it or you don't? No, I do. I want to see it more than anything. Um, Franklin the Turtle? Yeah. I also want to add up the top, uh, not up the top, but as, as has been pointed out in previous episodes, we do go a little bit off topic. So... But and that's part know. of that's part of the beauty of having your own imag- imaginary radio show. Imaginary radio show. Oh my god! Come on. My fuck. Yeah, I thought you were just talking about like. I mean, I I I haven't seen the Lion King remake, and I don't intend to. Bruh. Because you know, lions. Are, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what did they do to him? Why? Can you imagine if they did this to Caillou? Ugh. Caillou would just be an orb. Is Caillou the cancer kid or the internet police? He's he just cancer? a bald child. Okay, as a bald man, I know that can't happen when you're a kid. Just kidding, it can. I'm aware of numerous diseases, not just cancer. I was but also, I had nothing wrong with me, but I was mostly like bald as a child. <laughs> why am I here? Why am I telling you this? Yeah, why are you telling it? We can cut it, don't worry. Cut the Caillou segment. Um, no, I just had like very thin, fine, blo- white blonde hair as yeah, a child. Okay. And I just looked bald. I'm jealous. I also had that. And then it <coughs> disappeared. Wonder where it went. Um, just my back. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't go far. Uh, <laughs> it just crept down yeah. over time. Yeah, it's going, It's on a great migration. It's like uh, land before time. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be the, the, the spookiest time lapse in all t- of all time. I'm <laughs> not quite sure why it's a Jurassic Park theme, but anyway. I feel like we should talk about games. We should. We should get back to games because we haven't started news. Let's get to the news. Uh, Andy and I found out about this. So I'm just going to touch one of the buttons and see what this one does. That was a good news theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably will do that. I'll, I'll use that one for news from here on out. That one's good. Um, okay, so news, the the big news this week. Uh, well, there's two big two big pieces of news. The mm-hmm. first one though, that we will cover, uh, the Netflix doing game streaming, potentially. Ooh. They haven't specifically said what they're doing yet. Uh, so it's mainly clickbait up and reading, which, you know, yeah. it's completely fucks my algorithm. Um, mm. How else am I meant to get McDonald's-themed clothing? But it's... Uh, <laughs> That's so specific. Yeah, and it <laughs> rocks. Um, no, yeah. So Netflix have hired uh, this guy. I, I like a like a streamer. No, Mike Verdu, a veteran of a couple of video game companies. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. And I, it, it seems to me when I first heard about it, um, it seems to me like, do you know Google Stadia? Do you know of Google Stadia? Do you know of Xbox, xCloud? Do you know of no. Amazon Luna? <laughs> uh, I, essentially, a lot of them. I, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the companies. No, it's cool. Um, a lot of the big video game companies. I do genuinely believe this is the last generation of consoles mm. that we're going to get. Or we may get one more, but it mm. makes more sense to build servers and put them on the cloud than building all these individual parts and shipping yeah. them around the world. Yeah, neat. Uh, so I'm actually I'm on the xCloud beta with my phone so I can play a whole bunch of just like I played Halo multiplayer on my phone it's great um, mm. so it seems like that's where Netflix is looking at mm. and adding a video game option uh, but also it could just be maybe they're just doing a partnership with Sony but if you had what games would you like to see come to Netflix to play do you what? have any what does that even mean so you know how you can select TV shows and movies on Netflix? Yeah. If there was a video game, is there a video game that you'd be like, this should be on Netflix? What do you think Netflix should build their own video games? Oh, man. Or is I this mean, too probing and personal of a question? No, it's fine. I yeah. mean, I a lot of the stuff that I love on Netflix are like Netflix originals, but honestly, like they're just indie things that got shopped around a little yes. bit longer. Like That's all they are. So in that respect... I think they should develop their own. I'd be, I'd be excited to see what they come up with and what they embrace on a on a new yeah. platform like that. Like watching um, Annapurna Interactive and like the things that they, like yeah. the games that they invest in. Like I think like watching a, a media company go from sort of film to 
to games. Uh, it's and yeah. the, the things, the projects that they choose to back um, are some of my favorites. So I would be really interested to see what like Netflix's curatorial team would yeah. would do with that. Yeah, it'd be cool because seeing what like Steam, what Valve did with Steam for yeah. indie games, and yeah. what Xbox is now doing with the Xbox Game Pass for indie games. Yeah, and to some extent the Switch, but. Mm. That, yeah, it just seems to be... It'd be really cool to see like a big international streaming service that mm. for a lot of people, they might not be into video games, they're not going to buy a console, they're not mm-hmm. going to buy a high-end PC. Um, but if Netflix can just put like these cool... They can just acquire these cool little indie titles mm. and just be like, yeah, this is ours now. Mm. This is a Netflix video game. Worst case scenario, we get more... Uh, is it Bandersnatch? Bolus- Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch. Yeah, worst case scenario, we get more of that. That's pretty sick. I think even like... The visual novel format on something like Netflix, when you've got, you know, to have like the the network of writers and the network of creatives that you that they have access to and that are vying for their attention, right? Yeah. To to turn their attention towards, um, yeah, like visual novel type games and those uh, things, and as such, <laughs> it's a it's dumb. No, I just think no, it would be it would be really interesting to see what they do because. There's some, man, I love a good Otome game, but not like a horny one. A what game? Oh, no. I've outed myself again. Um, Like the the Japanese dating sims. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not like, no, I can't come back from this. I think they're neat. And I I think as a a format, um, giving a, a user agency over a story, but only like, but it's still on rails. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, I think it's neat. And okay. I, I think in the, you know, if Bandersnatch went down well, you know, that's just... Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it did go down well. But anyway, no, I, yeah. So the Dating Sims is cool. Yeah. I've never personally played one. Uh, never personally been in a relationship. Nah, <laughs> just kidding. Ooh. Ooh, no, I have. I have. I have been in relationships. You just haven't met them. They're all in Canada. Yeah, I have. Can't recommend it. You've d- okay. Can't recommend it. You I don't feel like this is. Worth going I feel to like. For. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the next? I feel like story? this will also get cut. But yeah, uh, yeah, if they do something cool. If you wanted to get cut, it will be cut. Oh, that's great. pretty much it. But I'm also quite lazy, so <laughs> I will. I will cut it. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way to just like, oh, this is boring. Anyway. Nice. I'll probably cut this because like, I want to. The Annapurna bit. Yeah, yeah. Good. Relevant. Annapurna's, yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, and they've got some... The first game that they backed that I... They were just bought by Sony, weren't they? Oh, no. Really? Yeah, because Annapurna... Or am I thinking of... No, I'm thinking of Housemark, I think. Oh, no. You continue. I'm just going to type a type. I'm going to tip a tap up. Okay. Well, I... The first Annapurna interactive game that I was introduced to was Florence, um, which is a little... That's the The app. mobile game, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is delightful. I'm a, you know... Oh, they did What Remains of Me to Finish. Yeah. I have not and played that, but I've heard it's quite good. Florence and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what I'm really excited for. Have you seen Have you seen the trailer no. for that? So it's uh, William Defoe, uh, Daisy Ridley, and... Oh, who's the final? I'm just going to click on that. <laughs> uh, I love that we're doing news and you're finding more news. No, I remember seeing this game <laughs> at E3 trailer um, and it looked pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's something to do with like you need to save your wife or something and it's like a time loop game, but it's just like a top down in the one room and you need to do different stuff to prevent okay. people from killing your wife. What? Uh, I mean, sure. So I'm sorry. I'm just uh, like totally yeah. fatigued by stories based around like women dying. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty Any reason done. Why? <laughs> I think it's um the whole b- being a woman yeah. makes me not want to engage with. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It's like when you get sorry for bringing it up. Yeah, you're fine. When it, when you get when you watch so much media where like the only me- the only motivation for these guys to go and get stuff done this is, i know this is a conversation that's been had a million times but it fucks you up a bit but never on a video game podcast ooh so, yeah, never this on world this first. video game podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah world first sorry i interrupted during a very serious moment no it's fine um this is this is dumb this is all like 
uh, good old Anita Sarkeesian um, feminist frequency women in games stuff. Woo! We love. Uh, sorry, and just yeah, the final thing with that uh, with this game was that <laughs> <laughs> James Mack. <laughs> Do you need a bucket? There's a vase behind the chair. You can spit in that. <laughs> the entire time we've been talking, this, for context, the entire time we've been talking this morning, we would just go down these rabbit holes and then just jump back three steps and it has not shocked either of us up until this point, but I took a, I took a sip of water at the wrong goddamn time. <laughs> I was like... It, and anyway, James McAvoy's the other guy. <laughs> great. I love yeah. James McAvoy. Yeah, who, uh, great Professor X, you know. <laughs> Tumnus did it for me. I never realised I was him until recently. Mm. You, no, he could get it. Mr. Tumnus. Absolutely, he could. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus could Mr. Tap This. Uh, oh, fuck, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Just the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Just the scarf and the horse legs, <laughs> um, foal legs, goat legs, goat legs, goat legs. Uh, yeah, just a love a good scarf and exposed nips in the snow. That's yeah. that's exactly <laughs> my type. Yeah, it was a horny devil. Uh, tits out for the kids. In fact, don't do that, Jam. You'll never get your blue card back. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was a fun bit of news. Second bit of news. There's only two bits of news this week. Um, and the second bit of news was Steam Valve uh, unleashed the uh, the Steam Pal. I think it was it's the new handheld Steam machine. That's essentially. Do you want to do that again? What? Do Steam what again? Valve unle- re- unleashed the. I don't. I, you don't care. I don't want to do anything again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one and done type guy. Uh, <laughs> it's ruined a lot of potential love Ex- in my I life. Was, like, <laughs> explains your dating life. It does. <laughs> Like, I've had one girlfriend, and even then, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Not that she wasn't real. She's looking <laughs> back. I don't think that was a real relationship. <laughs> just to clarify for anyone, like, wait, I was just had I'd co- <laughs> had coffee with GML. It's like, yeah, you know, I had a, I had a girlfriend. Uh, I don't know if I actually did, though. Uh, she was real. Um, <laughs> I know I joked about that earlier, but this one, yeah, cool. So, the Valve Steam Pal... Great. Uh, so essentially, it's just they're taking the Steam machine, they're making it handheld. They want to compete with the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. which is quite cool. Uh, and also, because it's easy to get games onto the Steam machine, the Steam store, and for years. Anyway, this yeah. uh, the Steam machine easier to get games on yeah. the easier to get games on. It's a great. It's only it probably won't come to Australia this year. Really? Just, just like the vaccine. Um. Yeah. Uh, just. No, it's more due to the uh, ongoing global chip shortage. Uh, not potato chip, computer chip. Uh, <laughs> the For the same reason why it's hard to get a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox. Mm. So Steam is like, we can do this in America. We'll let you know when it gets to Europe and Australia and other Either. parts of the world. But it seems to me a much better, because it's essentially a high-end gaming PC, but you can hold it in your hand. Mm. And you'd be able to also have Xbox Game Pass on that. You could load other stuff. Because it uh, pretty much just runs Windows. Oh. Or something like that, or you or you can change the operating system on it. So it's seems like it's like a six hundred dollar all you need situation. That's so neat. I should I feel like I should have emoted into the microphone, but there was a lot of eyebrows happening yeah. before. Yeah, it was quite cool. I was like, oh my god, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> what are you doing here? You don't know as good with eyebrows, do you? <laughs> no, I got it. I just um didn't laugh. I just didn't didn't I I understood it, but I I didn't enjoy yeah. it. Okay, good. You're using that full emotional range. Uh, I, yes, <laughs> I can also experience sadness and disappointment now. Um, Mainly disappointment. Girl, we are not doing this again. But fair, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Yes, we had a very long um, coffee before. I'm fine. Yeah. We're, we're fine. We're yeah. fine. You had a coffee. I had a caramel thick shake. <laughs> so they didn't have Milo. He was very disappointed. Yeah, I wanted a Milo thick shake. Anyway, uh, we're not going to get into it. We're going to get onto the big topic. We're going to get onto the big topic of this week. It is indie games. Jam loves indie games. Dan Dennis uh, is dipping his toes in indie games. Um, the first indie game. I'm going to bring the first indie game. I actually don't know if it is an indie game, but I just want to talk about mm. it. Uh, is that I played the Space Jam and New Legacy side scroller, uh, <laughs> which, 
which came to Xbox Game Pass, and it sucks. Oh, no. It is such a bad game. It is LeBron James or Bugs Bunny or the much less sexy Lola Bunny because they redesigned her. Is Uh, she more or less sexy now? uh, She's less sexy, which is to say she has a more... Man, that was going to be the creepiest sentence I ever said. Um, Did they make her younger? No, they didn't. It was just in the 90s. Mm. You know how Lara Croft's body has changed over the years? Yeah. Yeah, Right. Pretty much that. Uh, Which is weird. (laughs) It was weird that people complained that she had less boobs. It's like, it's a rabbit, man. Mm. Don't. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. You could, but you know, if you if you're into it, there's still the old Lola Bunny. There's still the original Space Jam. <laughs> you can you always guys, go back. You can always go back. It's still there for you. They haven't taken that away. Mm. No, but yeah. So I played it. It's just like a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. Some parts were actually challenging. You got like this power meter, and you got cards that you unlocked for everything. Mm. It was it was a moderately difficult game until I unlocked the Granny perk. Yeah. She d- she just drops health and it just becomes impossible to die at that point. Oh. So, and then the rest was a breeze. But also, in saying that, when I say it was harder parts and then became easy, from where to go, it was 45 minutes, and I have no desire to ever pick up that game again. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. There was no There was no classic Looney Tunes laughter. There was no... What's the fucking point? There's no shenanigans. It was just LeBron and a basketball, or Bugs and a basketball, or Lola and a basketball, and it just kind of sucked. Yeah. So it wasn't really an indie game, but Jim, yeah. you've been playing indie games. You were playing one just before this started I, an hour ago. I, I was. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I said, not a, not a big console bitch, um, but I'm like genuinely delighted by Apple Arcade's offering. Like I don't, I've got Netflix and Apple Arcade and that's all I pay for. Because if I need to zone out for like 15 minutes bef- between like breakdowns. Yeah. I love a good I love a good little little mobile game. Yeah. Um Witch's Isle is what I've been diving into lately. Just going back. It's got like it's I think it's got seven endings. Oh, fun. Um depending on in in a good way or a bad way. In a good is way. It, in a good way. It no, it's um it's beautiful. Seven good endings or seven oh, no. mediocre no, endings. No, there's um there's four I think there's four or five sad endings. And then a, nor- so, so and a normal ending. All of them feel satisfying. All the endings feel satisfying. Satisfying, right? yes. In that they hadn't overstretched themselves. No. And just instead of committing to one good narrative, yeah. they're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did a bunch? Because sometimes I feel like games like uh, Life is Strange is probably mm. a victim of that, where there's a couple of different endings. Mm. And it feels like, oh, maybe if you just had one ending, this would have been a much more satisfying mm. conclusion than whatever. But yeah. yeah, sorry. No, the um, the Ark of the Witch's Isle, it's, it's so cute. Beautiful little pixel art. Um, situation, just yeah. four tiers of an island, and you are visited in the night by the witch of the island, and Ooh. she's like, "Hey, someone stole my urn. You have until four a.m. to get it back to me, or you will die a hideous, painful death." Okay, cool. I'm enjoying that sound. Yep, great, great, great premise. And they set the clock for ten p.m. and <laughs> You can just fast forward through time to get to the people you need to get to, but you explore a little village, find out about the history of it, find out where the witch where the witch came from. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. And just a nice little like I understand that I'm like, oh, I, I found this hexagonal little hole and then I found a hexagonal key. Easy. Done. Just a very gentle little puzzler, but with quite a quite a sweet story as well. And I'm like, that's all I needed. Just needed that. So you say you like to play for like fifteen minutes. Is like fifteen minutes one kind of run through, um, or is it is it similar to like you wouldn't have played it because it's it's not an Apple Arcade, but like there's a time limit, and then after the time limit, you die, and then you go back to the start. Is it like that, or is I think if you get un- to four AM, it does it does kill you. Okay, um, cool. But it's just been delightful. So the idea is you, you know, have to find the witch's urn and return it to her. But yeah. and then if you do that, you don't die. Okay, cool. So the first time I played it, I was like, great. Got the urn, took it back. She's like, thanks. And then... Credits. Yeah, which is fine. Like, yeah, you yeah. resolve one part of this, but there's, you know, everyone else on the island is cursed. So if you... Ooh. Yeah, everyone... You have my attention. Like, you can't... No one on this island can leave. And if you nudge a little further, you know, you can release everyone else from the curse and also give the urn back to the witch and... 
everyone comes out on top. Yeah. And just depending at which point in the narrative you return the urn to her, like there are there's just different outcomes for Oh, okay. For the people on the island, right? Okay. Yeah. It's um so sweet. So sweet. So sweet. So sweet. Oh sweet. So this one it wasn't necessarily a fifteen I just like I sat down for like an hour and I'm like boop 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 boop. This is fun. Two around the island. Yeah. So what's like uh so you, so what do you mean when you say depending? So you can do you get the urn pretty quickly, and then yeah. it just depends on how quickly you return it. Yeah, different stuff. Happens. Uh, yeah, at which point in the narrative you hand it back to her? Because okay. if you you could go full spoilers, by the way. Like, what is there? Like oh. cool, is there cool story beats or something? Oh yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. You're like, is um, because everyone, all the kids in the village hate the witch. All the old people in the village really love and respect her. Okay. And there's a stat. There's like so, a so she's a principal. She's a school principal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, school principals, Lair. Yeah. So funny. But, um, you know, you get to a point where you realize that it, she, there was a foreign queen that washed up on the shore, um, in this like war torn city. And she, her husband had been killed. Finally, the husband is the one that dies. Yeah. He'd been killed. We've been waiting for it. I've been waiting. 2021 years. That's the length of humanity. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He had been dealing with some arcane shit and she was like, look, maybe if I sort out this arcane, if I use this magic, I can protect these people because the only people left on this island that haven't been slaughtered are the children. So. Cool. I'm like, oh, no. That is such a different story that I was expecting. Right? So she's protecting the children. That's why no one can leave. Yeah. No one can leave so that they don't die. Like she effectively tapped into this magic which has possessed her but yeah. has also locked the island off to everyone else. So anyone who comes to the island, if they speak to any of the islanders, they lose all of their memories. Oh, okay. So everyone there is like, we're just um we're just working from working from scratch here. Uh you kinda gather that all the old people love her because they are the children that she saved. Oh, okay, cool. So the fir- first generation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd be, like, the older generation are like, no, we love her. She's a goddess. She protected us. She protected us. We love her. Like, yeah. we, I understand, like, you can understand someone's toxic and still love them, you know? Yeah, yeah That's yeah. kind of what they're going for. But she does sacrifice people. Like, she, she fully murders people, but uh, it's it's out of love. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just loving this, this sweet little game. Um, I think I've got, like, Four of the seven endings, or something, but I'm like, I can just keep going back to it. Keep going. That's nice. It's get back. It's way more. It's beautiful to look at. It's easy to navigate. Like, Fuck I yeah. got no issues here. Uh, yeah, I uh, I've been playing a equally fun, gentle game. I haven't finished it yet mm. on uh, the aforementioned Xbox Game Pass. Beautiful. And what they're doing for indie games. Uh, it is called Wild at Heart. Ooh. And it is essentially just Pikmin. Aww. But this beautiful, like, almost like a... Watercolor's the wrong word. Have you seen of any of Cartoon Saloon's movies? Uh, it's it's kind of like hand-drawn, maybe like a crayon. No, it's... um. So they had Wolf Walkers, which is on Apple mm. TV+. Plus. That is an amazing movie. Um, they did Song of the Sea. So they've done like a trilogy. Song of, of the Sea. Yeah. I love yeah. Song of the Sea. Yeah. So that, so it kind of looks a bit like their mm. stuff. So it's like this beautiful kind of almost like pencil drawn stuff. Mm. And the character has rosy cheeks, um, which we, you know, we all love a, a rosy cheeks kid. It's a little bit of a sad story at the start so far. It, oh my God. It is cute. Yeah. And then, so the game kind of starts off very Pokemon-esque. You're in your bedroom. And you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta collect my stuff to go on my adventure. Um, and then you very quickly find out after you collect your stuff, you can go into the next room. It's not an adventure; it's running away from home because the parents an alcoholic. Ooh. Yeah, mm. but and then it hasn't gone back to that stuff yet. So it's just kind of maybe at some point it will. But then you go into the forest, and this, um, you have like a high-powered vacuum cleaner and you suck stuff up which is cool and then you meet this character it's it, like it's kind of funny like the the first like wizard character you meet is called brown coat brown jacket oh or no gray coat yeah it's gray coat and it's like oh like, you're wor- brown coats uh yeah that'd be a weird 
Yes. That'd be a weird no. one to put in a, a, a game. That's fine. Yeah. So it's, no, it's not that. It's like gray. It's like gray coat or gray jacket. Mm. And it's just, uh, it was like, why are you called gray? But your coat, but your jacket's brown. I was like, ah, oh, I was wearing a different jacket when they named me. Just like weird little fun quips like mm. that that you're not expecting to read. And then you get these like little forest creatures mm. and they're the Pikmin thing. Mm. And you can throw them to help lift up. If you've got like a bunch of them, they can lift up bigger rocks to unlock new areas. Um, or they can build bridges. And it's just a very fun, sweet game that I'm playing in between that. And I know we talked about shooters previously, mm. but I've been enjoying the Call of Duty Cold War campaign because it's just like because um. it's just an eighties action movie. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, and so you're like, oh, this is fun. But anyway, indie game. So I've been playing this Wild at Heart game. It's really nice. It's really sweet. Um, it's very funny. It's hand drawn. It's everything I like in an indie game. I've been playing that, and the other one is do you. Do you know the card? Do you know Oink Games, the board game company? It sounds familiar. They do all these different cards, and they do like app developer, app developer, or something like mm. that. They're, they're quite a popular like card-based game company. There are a lot like of like party games. Yes, yes, su- super simple, yep. pick up and play type stuff. And then so they've also started doing these video games, and I've started playing this video game of theirs on the Nintendo Switch. It is called Tiger's Tasty Trio. Uh, reach for your phone. It's oh a my God. um. It's essentially you play these three Tiger Brothers who have a food truck that sells sushi and you have to get the right orders down to the right people. Mm. And it oh. looks very nice. But it's a programming game, which I don't think existed when we were young. What do you mean? Oh, oh no. Because you have to plan the moves to get the plates of sushi from the truck down to the people. Right. And so certain brothers can past certain colored plates um, and stuff like that. And then you get different characters. Like I think, oh, I can't remember the new character I've got. That's an ad- that's another animal that can pass things willy-nilly. Um, or like some of the brothers is quite fun. They'll eat the sushi instead of passing the sushi. So like say if someone wants three rolls on a pink plate, but the pink plate's got four rolls, you have to get a certain brother to pass it along because that brother will then, eat the su- yep. will then eat the sushi and stuff like that. And it's been quite strange playing something that, like, yeah, this is a programming coding game because it teaches people how to program a code. And as someone who does a bit of that in their day job, Mm. I'm like, I I don't understand how this applies to coding anything. I don't quite get it. But it's a really really fun, easy-to-play game that is just it's very sweet and you know i like giving i'm a feeder you know i love i love to give people sushi um you looked at me very strange i did as if i've as if you've never hung out with me when i've had food and offered it to people to try some or when i have a nice beer and be like this is really delicious everyone should have it that's delightful yeah that's not what pops into my head when you say feeder but we can move on Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We can go. Yeah, we can move on. I mean, that w- that was kind of that was kind of it for me. Like both these games, a lot less. I haven't gotten as far into the story as the um, the Lair Witch Project, um, the Witch's Lair, um, Witch's Isle, <laughs> Witch's Isle. How dare you? Lair. Sorry, the Lair Witch Project. I don't think that would pass any kind of. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I haven't gone so far into um, Wild Heart. I'll definitely finish it. I checked up on how long to be. It's like a ten-hour game. So it shouldn't take me too long to beat. Uh, it should take me 10 hours unless I'm really bad at video games. Um, which which I like am. me. What else am I loving? Um, Sayonara Wild Hearts is a rhythm game, but it's um, another... I have heard of this. It's absolutely beautiful. It's uh, just a neon trip of a game. And Ooh. like if you like the idea of tar- neon... They're on motorbikes. Tarot card motorbike rhythm game. If that like if that appeals to you, you're gonna. That's 100 appeals. To me. Love the shit out of it. Um, oh, is it on? Is it only on Apple? Um, I don't think so. Oh no, yeah, it's on. It's on Switch. Is yeah. it on my mobile phone though. It should be. If I can get it on my iPad, you should be able to get it on your phone. Yeah, but it's the Android store. Oh, sorry. No, it isn't. But Genshin Impact is. Oh my god! I have to get around that. It feels very, very me. And as far as cool indie games, I want to talk about Florence because it's... Um, yes. Sorry. That, uh, no, it was just nice because it, yeah. it kind of... it That was another one that like changed what... Um, changed my definition of what a game could be, I guess. 
Yeah. Because it's um yeah, I guess at its core gaming is like a a story that you um you play a role in, right? Yes. Like I'm sorry, I'm just reinstalling it because I remember that I actually purchased it oh. last year. And when I went around to play it, um I wish I'd known I would have played through it and we could have talked about this. But no, it's um Yeah. Yeah. Every time I played it, I was like, oh, this is such a different game. I need the time to sit down and figure out the mechanics mm. of how this weird dating narrative I loved it. The life. I loved it. Yeah. I I think um that like it just made a, it felt very intuitive to me to just be like, oh, and I had the conversation, the com- <laughs> the fight, sorry, the the fight <laughs> sequence. Okay, I'm just laughing at the fact that I'm just like, yeah, I, I really struggle to figure out this dating game. You're like, oh, I found it super intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. As we might have mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, I don't quite get that. But anyway, um, no. Tell me about this super intuitive game that every human should understand. Oh no, I just um, no. emotional labor is like a hobby of mine. So it's really this good. game. This game was fine you for me. Ta- you should make a tax deductible. Start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds yeah. yucky. <laughs> the receipts are just screenshots. Uh, <laughs> of your messages. Like, have you got the receipts? the receipts? Oh boy, do I have the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, if you don't laugh, you cry. Um, um, yeah, but Florence I found lovely. Like the, the sequence where um, Chris and Florence are having an argument is one of the most – it's just a, it's just quite a nice thing. So they – you know, they st- – you can spoil it. I know. Andy, yeah, Andy spoiled Last of Us for me in the first episode. So I no, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, so, in this argument, Krish, uh, the boyfriend, will say something, and you will have to construct a speech bubble. So yep. it's like it starts out as an eight-piece speech bubble, and you you fit these little puzzle pieces together to be able to say the right thing, and then he'll say something, and you'll you have a, a six-piece puzzle to put together, and. Your next response is a four-piece puzzle and a two-piece puzzle until it just gets easier and easier for the two of them to communicate. Oh. Yeah. That's so sweet. It's genuinely delightful. And the fact that it's had this impact on me, just, by, just having it described, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. And when you're, like the first time I did that, I kind of didn't realize, I didn't necessarily realize what was happening, but I, I recognized that the more I did it, it got the easier it got, and I was like, "Oh, that's beautiful." Yeah, it's beautiful. You- and then they, sorry, that I shouldn't have said the argument. That's when they are starting to date, and towards the end, it's a matter of how quickly you can put the bubbles together, because um, he's constructing them at the same time as you are, and whoever gets more bubbles out, like the the whole screen will shift in the direction of whoever's ah. like whoever's um, you know spitting more out basically yeah. Yeah. and um, until until you reach a tipping point until you hit a point where one person has absolutely overpowered the conversation and it can't go on anymore. Oh my god, this is amazing! Do you know the history? Is it like based on? I'm assuming it must be based on someone's relationship. I mean, Do you know? I genuinely don't. Uh, I feel deeply unprepared for this podcast. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm unprepared as well. I've also have a laptop in front of me. I could check. But it's just even like the, I don't know if that's if it's if it is based on a relationship, then uh, yeah, oofed. But <laughs> it could equally be you know any kind of dynamic. And I just think the way that the like using mechanics for storytelling is something that I really love and appreciate. Like yeah. to get up and you know, figure out how to get her, get this woman through her day. You're like, oh, I guess I have to brush her. We're brushing our teeth now. And then we're going to a job. We're going to a job we hate. And we're just like, and like the, the fact that there's no instructional kind of intro to this game that you are supposed to struggle a little, like the, it's not, it's not hard, but figuring out how to get through it all is, is rough. And then, you meet someone cool and, you know, it's it's just a delightful arc. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, ver- I'm just really impressed by things where the mechanics play such an integral role in the storytelling. And that's that's something that I do love about games is like when I 
finished high school, I was tossing up between whether I was going to go study game design or whether I would do uh, backstage theatre stuff. Yeah. And all of that was just based in storytelling. I was like, I love, I love stories. I love um, art. I love making things with people and for people. So these are the two kind of choices that I have. And I'm a much more analog person. Um, I'm not a, I'm not hugely digitally literate and I get distracted pretty easily. So I find it hard to finish games. Yes. So I was like, I don't know if I want to go into an environment where I'm just going to be surrounded by people who live and breathe this shit. Yeah. So I went into theater. <laughs> Fair enough. And you know, everything that I've done since then, all the illustration stuff, all the comedy stuff, like it's all just, it's all just meaning making, right? Like it's all just... It's got weird and deep. That's yeah. um yeah, it's all it's all meaning making and it's storytelling and it's it's sharing and it's um, building experiences for other people. And that's yeah. that's what's important to me. So finding games that do that with their mechanics where it doesn't feel like a um I don't know, where it doesn't feel like such a grind and when it is difficult, there's a reason for it to be difficult. Yeah. That's something that I really love and appreciate. And even though like Florence isn't a, it's not a hard game. It's just, sorry. It's a compelling one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just reading then. It wasn't actually based on anyone's experience. It was just kind of like movies and rom-coms like 500 Days of Summer, Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, and mm. I, Titanic. It's a Melbourne studio, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I didn't realize it's by the guy who did Monument Valley. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, The only other thing. No. Cool. Uh, as you were saying, it did kind of remind me of a game I played a couple of years ago. I didn't finish it because it just got too much. Mm. Um, that Dragon Cancer. What? And it's built by a husband and wife, and it's about their journey from finding out that their like child that's like one or two has cancer. So they've mapped out the final two years of his life. Oh my god! And you play as the kid. Oh my god! And it is after a while, I just got. I was like, I can't do this. the the mission. The mission. The part of the game that I stopped playing at was when you're sitting in your hospital room and they were allowed to bring your pet lab in. Um, and you're sitting there and you're patting your pet Labrador, and depending on the parts of the body that you pat, you get different memories of. Oh my god! We're both gonna cry. Uh, and it it is it's just this beautiful, sweet game, but it's also. Because I read up and I was like, I, I'm not going to be able to finish this game. Where it's about everyone else in the room knows that there's a dragon in the room. Mm. Except for you. So, everyone else is kind of tiptoeing about. And, yeah, it's it was just this really sweet, beautiful game of just... Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't invite. I invited you here to speak about video games and have a fun time. <laughs> and I and we're just like, what about um, storytelling and heartbreak, Dan? Yeah. Would you like yeah. to talk about that? Yeah, but I think that is an interesting, and you're starting to get a lot more of it in the big, mm. the big, yeah, games now yeah. where they're going. Oh well, star- narrative structure is a big part about video games. It's mm. not just Doom anymore. Like even the new Dooms they put in. <laughs> it's not just Doom anymore, but even Doom, <laughs> even Doom, even Doom. Now there's a compelling story behind yeah. it. Like a, uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have to very quickly get away from. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Castle. Ooh, doom, doom, doom. Talk about Doom. Let's yeah, let's blast zombie Martians. Um, ugh. Call of Duty's fun. Anyway, that was a good way to reset from our beautiful conversation about Florence. I was like, I should finish on this. This is this would be a really nice part to finish the podcast mm-hmm. on. And then I was like, oh, I do want to talk about that Dragon Castle, yeah. and then realized it was too much. Um, I mean, we can talk about that one automa game that I've played. If that's, do you if want that to, appeals uh, I to mean, you. If you want to. It's dumb. It's oh, really dumb. dumb. Yeah. No, it's called the Arcana. And it's, um, you are a magician's apprentice who wakes up with absolutely no memories. Uh, oh, no. That's very sketchy in the world of magic. What do you mean? Just, just waking up with no memories. Like, oh, no, surely sorry. you can magic your memories back, dude. Yeah, so, probably. But who took them away and why? Mm. Is that the point in the game? A little bit, yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. I suffer memory loss. So it's not, you don't remember the last three years. Um Oh no, rewind that. So you wake up and you have been like living your life, but you don't have any memories of like a bit prior to that. And it's 
based around the major arcana of the tarot deck. Because magicians and stuff, we love magic. Yeah, we love we magic. love magic, um, and, and we love cards. And tarot cards are obviously magic. It's blackjack for women and people in touch with their emotions. Oh God, that makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So uh, just the ga- having the gals around for a cards cards night, and you just go. It's, it's just tarot. <laughs> You're still putting bets on it, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Arcana, there's six protagonists that you can basically cho- you choose who the person is that you're going to fall in love with. The yeah. art is absolutely incredible. Oh, is that it? Huh? This is it. Yeah. yeah. Da, da, da. Um, no thanks. So these characters, yeah. these six sexy, sexy beasts, and it takes you through kind of a story with each of them and they're... I like Julian because he has an iPad. Oh my god, I'm is obsessed he, he, with Julian. He seems to be like the one that I want to be. That wasn't me looking at like now. Which of these cartoon characters do I want to date? It was. Oh, yeah. I was like, which one do I wish I was? Uh, huge mood. So, yeah, you um you spend, I think, twenty two chapters um uncovering, sort of, the st- memories. Uncovering memories, but it's also like, you know, there's fun. It's it's a little bit fan. It's a little bit fantastical, which I quite enjoy and. Um, just uncovering all of these little connections between these, like these six protagonists. Um, you, oh, it's free this weekend. That's so cool. I'll, I'll this is what I'll be doing with my afternoon. Right. Is like yeah, getting horny for a cartoon character <laughs> for the fifth time. Uh, oh, it's wow. the fifth time I've played through this. Um, <laughs> there's six characters and there's one that I refuse to touch because he's such an asshole in all of the other stories. I'm like, I don't care about your story. You're the worst. But like, you know, you can learn about, you find out that you've got, uh, it's just so cute. So it's a, um, yeah, a little visual novel where they're like, hey, do you want to uh, be like a cool supportive friend to this person or like a cool supportive lover to this person uh, and it's delightful and I, I quite enjoyed it but the yeah so you're uncovering memories and like fun spooky stuff about like the history of the city and this plague that took over so like doing that playing this last year got like really weird yeah. um, because uh, spoiler alert you fully like died of this plague and then were resurrected so ah, it's cool. oh my god like finding that out the first time was crazy and then finding out the second time and the third time i was like oh my god they all knew i was dead and then i just came back it's so crazy oh, oh that's insane yeah so they just don't tell you. they just don't tell you because you every time they try and remind you of the past you like get a migraine and pass out Okay, cool. So you just like every time you remember stuff from yeah, your yeah me and action- someone tries to hold me accountable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I have a migraine. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, <laughs> it's it's flirty, it's horny. The art's incredible, and I'm obsessed with it. It's a it's tarot based and like the cutest fucking thing ever. Uh, I really enjoyed it. That sounds sick. Yeah. Um. There's definitely like more to it. Like the right. Like they uncover some. They talk about some really interesting stuff. You've got like a couple of characters that are orphans. One of them that's like the youngest of seven and is kind of struggling with being good enough for her family. And another one who was a, you know, a incredible doctor who just couldn't fix this thing that was killing the person he loved. Like it buys into so many tropes, but is like a sweet, diverse, like well-constructed narrative at the same time. Yeah. I like it. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, inc- good one for the buys. You got uh, two women, three men, and one non-binary angel. Wonderful. Bi- bi- uh, bisexuals. I thought you were like, good one for the purchase. I thought you were referring to purchasing as buys. Oh, yeah, no, the okay. buys. Yeah, the yeah. bisexuals. Yes, gotcha. All right, awesome. Uh, well, that, that's pretty much all, all, all we got. All we got today. Uh, I was a little bit worried. I was like, "Fuck, how are we gonna are we gonna be able to do the full forty minutes? Because we don't have that much news." But we ended up going for like an hour, uh, hour ten. Hell That's yeah! Cool. And there's gonna be a lot of um, a lot of just us crying about uh, dragon cancer to like cut out so yeah that's gonna be a whole lot I'll, i might make that a patreon only <laughs> just us crying to that dragon cancer um, <laughs> patreon exclusive surprise dragon, dragon cancer <laughs> <laughs> but no uh do you, uh, plugs what do you have fuck right now <laughs> do you have any very, do you have, very do you have anything you want people to follow oh, socials man. no i'm um 
I'm getting close to hitting uh, a thousand followers on Instagram on Ooh. my regular one and 200 on my art one. Um, so and it's great art as well. Oh my I god! Highly it. There is a phenomenal picture of me on that art account. Oh my god! Did I post it? I think, so. I, think I did. Uh, if not, the... I'll follow it up and I'll make sure it's on there. No, I think. Yeah, mm. top of page. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah, regular Instagram, uh, Jamison underscore final dot PDF, which is so stupid. Uh, yep. And the art one is jam, but it's art. Yeah, and there is a beautiful photo of me, which is very good. I will put those, um, I'll put those links in the information section of the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, which is very cool. We love information sections. So I'll put those links there. Uh, as always, my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can just find me at Beer Battered Boy. That should bring up the regular Dan Dennis pages. Um, if you enjoy this episode, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Please subscribe. Please share. Please tell your friends. Uh, because the more people to listen, the easier it is to take down the Australian government and... <laughs> Make m- and make them pay me all of the money so I can take over this fucking shit storm. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a coup. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I hope I hope you guys are well and forever. <laughs>